You're listening to the Your Queer Story podcast, the podcast that inspires peace, love, and radicalism, led by your favorite hosts, Evan Jones and Paul Hobbs. Trigger warning. Our content covers centuries of LGBTQ plus stories, and occasionally we may use outdated language or cover topics that include violence, assault, homophobia, transphobia, as well as other injustices against marginalized communities. Make sure you subscribe and review wherever you are listening, and be sure to follow us on all social media at Your Queer Story. And if you want exclusive content, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. You're here, now let's get queer. Everyone, what's good? What's gay? Your mom? No, she's not. Sadly, that I know of. That <laughs> happened. You never know. I don't know. She. I think she's got a pretty strong history, being pretty straight. That's, that's true. But you never know yeah. what happens. You never know. You know what? What I know about your mom? I feel like she's open enough. To let right, life it could have happened. She, it could have. Happened. I feel like if it happened, like if it presented itself, it probably would have happened. Like it, I don't yeah. feel like she would have been like, "No, I can't do that." Oh yeah, she wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's a sin." No, no, definitely, she would have jumped on the chance. But I, I also do think she really likes men. Oh yeah, same. But yeah, you never know. I guess it runs in the family. It does. I, this <laughs> didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> it didn't come from my dad. I'll tell you that. Mm, speaking of family, that's what our mini sode is about. So. We're giving you guys a little extra love, and we're probably going to drop a couple of these throughout um, the next few weeks, months, because we're going to be busy. Yeah, sprinkling them in here yeah. and there. You like them. I like them. Yeah. Evan likes them. Yeah. So. And we want, this is our way of semi-apologizing for not having your episode pre on Wednesday, which isn't our fault. We'll talk about it on the episode. But um, mm-hmm. there was a reason it was late, and it was all Paul's fault. 100%. It was not all my fault. It was your computer's fault. No, it was Jesus' fault because he's tired of the lies. You know what? It was Obama's fault. Let's get to the real root of all problems Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was Indiana's fault. Oh, uh, yeah. Just like everything <laughs> else in our life. Well, it's because I'm from Indiana. That's what we should do. We should get church to say, thanks, Indiana. Oh, that'd be good. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Idea. Merchandising idea. Anyways, so questions this mini-sode. Um, we are talking about family relationships, particularly, <laughs> particularly, that's my voice cracking from my puberty I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Particularly uh, toxic family members, how you handle them, setting boundaries, when to cut people off. A lot of questions that we get pretty frequently, actually. Um, and I mm-hmm. was talking to a friend this week, but I mean, we get these questions. Probably the most common question. I mean, I get anyways. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, this and um, yeah. Mo- how most to come com- out, maybe. Or how yeah. to come out, how to yeah. deal with people. Yeah. More so people, but often family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, because of my my background and I have a lot of people I grew up with or that grew up in similar background as me, I get a lot of the, what do I do with my family that's not accepting me and mm-hmm. my partner? So, or me as a, you know, because I'm transgender or whatever. So we'll, we'll talk about it. So, um, I don't know where to start. This is, these are unscripted. So, um, let's talk about <clears throat> 
accepting family first. Okay, yeah. Let's start yeah. off on a good note. Let's start on a good note. So, uh, you go. <laughs> you had the most experience in that area. So there's not really a way to... I mean, you don't have to deal with accepting family. I just want to say for any straight allies or mm-hmm. parents or brothers, sisters, in-betweens, whoever may be listening that themselves doesn't identify as a member of the LGBTQ community, the best thing that you can do is just let that other person be themselves and yeah. accept it however they say that accept them for who they say they are don't don't say well you know you have to understand that it's hard for me to understand oh my god it's just really hard on me oh is it really super hard on you as i'm burying my soul to you and i'm now going to have to live openly in front of the world that half of them hate me is it really hard for you right just yeah. just accept Whoever it may be and let them be them because guess what? They let you be you without any questions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I would say so for me, um, you know, I've talked a lot. I have my sister Deanna who is very accepting from the beginning. I've got my brother Gregory who is accepting. And then I've had a couple siblings that were kind of in the middle. My youngest sister, she still has her personal beliefs. This has been an eight-year evolution. Mm-hmm. She's also grown up as a person, as an individual. Like, she, you know, she's grown. She's become a, a wife and a mother in those eight years. And she wore pants. She- <laughs> she's it's putting a big, that out there for It's the a big deal. Wow, you're just exposing her? Now everybody knows. Now no, she's getting she's, kicked out of the church and oh, she gets she's to feel what it feels like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It's it's, a, it's, an, <laughs> it's an independent fundamental Baptist IFB thing. You know, when you wear pants for the first time, because women are only supposed to wear skirts and dresses. Mm-hmm. When you wear pants for the first time, you're basically banishing yourself from the IFB cult. Whatever. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, she's really evolved through the years to where like, like we have a good relationship, you mm-hmm. know? She'll still say, well, I have my personal beliefs, but I don't, you know, I kind of know what it, believe- it means, but also like she has a great relationship with my fiance. Mm-hmm. She has a great relationship with me. We just spent a vacation together. We all had a lot of fun. There was no awkwardness or Mm -hmm. talks or anything like that so family does come around but when they don't come around you gotta deal with it or you don't you just you can work on it or you can just say it's done yeah so tell you want to tell the story of your dad yeah so my dad um has never been accepting of the fact that I'm gay. He's the only person in my family who's ever had an issue with it. I have a really great loving relationship with the, like the entire rest of my family. Yeah. Um, from day one, it's never been an issue, but with my dad, um, which you've probably heard me joke about in the past episodes, he's always (laughs) been, he's a career criminal and he's all got to have a career at something ball. And he's a bad career criminal because he keeps getting caught. (laughs) Um, but he's basically grown up in jail from the time he yeah. was probably 16. I mean, maybe he'd be out a, a year or two here and there, but he was always in there. I'd say he spent more time in jail than he's ever lived outside of oh. jail. Um, and he, I mean, I didn't come out till I was 18. And at that point I was already away from him. Yeah. I had ne- he had never been a part of my life. So I didn't even like come out to him. He found out through like a prison letter that maybe my grandma or someone wrote him you know like at some yeah. point i don't even really know how he found out but his first reaction was i'm gay because my mom bought me an easy bake oven when i was a kid which is true that's probably true it's all your fault Kim. <laughs> um and i'm sure that was the best day of your life getting the easy oh bake you have oven. No, i made everybody little fucking disgusting <laughs> brownies and cakes out of that thing yep. 
Because it was like a packet that you mixed with water and you just stuck it in and it got cooked by a light bulb. Mm. Well, I can't believe that all, half of America didn't die from Easy Bake Oven. Uh, yeah, same. Either them exploding or the <laughs> shit the kids made in them, all of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, so fast forward. Uh, he tries to reconnect with me when I'm out here living on the East Coast. I had been dating David for a year at the time it was still in yeah. southbridge so really yeah must so have been a, year, a year maybe yeah. a year and a half two years somewhere yeah. around that time um but i remember he saw pictures and then like he had heard that david did drag so he referred to david as that thing i don't ever want to like i would love to connect with you but i don't ever want to meet that thing oh i didn't know he said that i didn't no yeah wow. so i was like I mean, right. he just I, he's never been impressed with me he's always been an asshole but every, you always he always gets a little worse yeah so i was like all right done <laughs> like okay fine don't want to talk to you yeah babe. and he yeah. has never heard anything from me since he's yeah. like that's it he's done that's but it didn't he say he also had a problem with you flaunting things was that later i don't oh on facebook that yeah was like yeah yeah a year after that because you and david have been together for like so three then years. he connected with me he added me on facebook and i was like because <laughs> right. he gets out of prison yeah, yeah he gets he finally, out of prison yeah. um he goes on Facebook. He makes an account. One of his first three pictures of his or of his ankle bracelet. Um, but <laughs> he had, yeah. But he adds me on Facebook, and I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, you know what? One more chance." Uh, I forgot about like I had blocked this out of my memory. I, so he adds me. I didn't me. block it out. I did. Um, and then uh, you know I just was posting my everyday stuff that I've always posted on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, just your life. My just, life. You know? Me and my boyfriend. Uh, the events we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we don't post like kissing pictures or like us laying in bed, you know, some like yeah. younger couples do that. I, I, it's literally like me and him, like on a boat. I don't know, like very casual couple yeah. of things. You and guys that, aren't very publicly affectionate right. in general. You just, you're just not one of those couples. Right. Not that it matters, but you're just not. Right. So anything we've ever posted on Facebook are very like, maybe like us at family Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, any articles I share or anything like that. And then one day, what did the post say? He was like, I... <laughs> He said he comments some- on one of your posts. Like, yes. I don't even remember what it was. It was just a random post. He said something about he didn't want he me said, to post. I'll tell you what he okay. said because I remember because I was like seeing red. He's, he's like, <laughs> Paul, it's just that um, I understand that you're gay, but do you have to flaunt it because all of my friends can see this? Oh, he said all of my Christian friends all can see All my Christian this. friends can see this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, bye. Like I was done. But... My friends like invaded his Facebook, and... blew it up, and uh, the best <laughs> was will always be your mom. And Kim came to the rescue and was just like, "Listen up, Bubba," which is exactly what she called him. <laughs> and she went off on him. It was the best Facebook thread I've ever read. It was amazing. Really, I need to go back and find this because I remember just being like, "All right, done," and like I was done with it. That well, yeah, was I'm it. sure you didn't want to see it because it's just like those things. Even if you're okay with it, you're still it's still annoying. It's your parent, mm-hmm. you know. I never considered him my friend. But yeah, there was like a hundred comments and it was all your friends being like, okay. But mind you, his good Christian friends had no problem seeing his ankle bracelet. Oh yeah. Or his shirtless picture or the picture of his moped because he's not allowed to have a car. Or the fact that he's a meth addict and you know, all the years that he's been in prison. No, 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 that's fine. But not Paul and his boyfriend celebrating fucking Christmas. Absolutely not. But anyway, so. (laughs) The point is. (laughs) At that point. I decided that there was no repairing this relationship. There was mm-hmm. no 
compromise on this relationship where I would give something and he would give something. At that point, I decided that if anybody ever refused to let me be 100% myself, they were not worth my time. Yeah. So that's it. I haven't heard from my dad since. It's been done. And did you tell him that or did you just block no, him? No, I didn't or... say anything. No. The best, my thing is if I'm done with somebody, they don't need an excuse. I don't need to talk to them. I don't need to give them the reason I'm done with them. I'm done mm-hmm. with them. There's silence. So what if he reaches out to you again? No, that's it. You're done. It's done, yeah. Yeah. Cut off. Yeah. All right. So for me, so what I felt, I had a hard time setting boundaries. It was a little different because, you know, like obviously I grew up with my parents. And when I say my parents, my mom and my stepdad, my father died when I was young. But my mom and my stepdad obviously like grew up with them very active in their lives. Even after I came out as gay, which I did before I came out as transgender, I like would still go over to their house and for holidays and such. And even and even though it was tense and awkward, like we maintained a relationship. And so I think that's why it was harder for me to set the boundaries mm-hmm. because I kept setting these boundaries and being like, well, if you're not going to accept me, I'm not going to come over here anymore. And then my mom would like call me a week later and be like, okay, so we're having a party for Gregory. And like or, nothing you know, ever happened. Exactly. Yeah. Just ignore it. And I would be like, well, okay. And then I'd go over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's hard setting boundaries with family. And then also you, these were people you grew mm-hmm. up with. Right. And- you didn't have other families that members that like, like with me, my dad, I had never grown up with in the first yeah. place and I had my mom and the rest of my family. So like it was clear today as day, you know, I didn't have a, well, if I cut these people off, I don't have anybody. Right. Like it wasn't the same scenario. That's true. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, that's true. This was the only family that I had. And like, other than that, all of my friends had kind of like those friendships had all dissolved since I had come out. Except and for so, me. as was, I was say, <laughs> the only friend I had was you, and then our roommate Sarah. Yeah, and, you know, I like, we had a couple. We knew a couple people, but it's very, very few. And these were still new friendships at the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so even if you're becoming friends with someone, you feel awkward if it's Christmas and you're like, "Can I come over?" Because I don't have anywhere to go, you know. <clears throat> so. I, it really started to change when I moved away. I left Indiana, went to the East Coast, and then it was a little easier to be, you know, to not talk to them if I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But I would still go back at least once a year and visit. And my parents came out here a couple times. And by the and, way, when they came out here, yeah, and we went to breakfast, mm-hmm. we had the gayest waiter I have yeah. ever had in my entire like literally. I've never nothing's ever topped that. <laughs> How gay that waiter was! He was yeah. so gay. They came out and visit Massachusetts and like. First of all, they have to see my entire queer household. I was like, let's go to let's go to breakfast with my roommates, which are, who are all queer, every one of us. And when he says roommates, it's not like a normal situation where there's like two. There's yeah. like seven of us. Exactly. So like we all went out to breakfast and, you know, there's David and Paul and there's Katie, who's Katie. <laughs> my mother was convinced that Katie and I were sleeping together and that Katie was a harlot turning me away, which Katie was the closest to straight in the whole group. Oh, yeah. You know, still queer, but but a little bit closer. You know, and I think they met, like, Murphy, you know, like... Yeah. It was everyone. Everyone, yeah. Very queer household. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, and then, then we go to breakfast, and then, of course, the super gay. <laughs> Wait, like, I swear he, like, came prancing out. Like, like, hello! Literally. <laughs> Welcome to Cracker Barrel. How can I take you over right there? <laughs> 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 A bunch of out here. <laughs> so... I mean, I tried for a long, long time to make a relationship with my parents work. You know, I waited. I We had endless debates. I'd send them articles. They'd send me pamphlets. 
you know, you know we talk about things. Jesus Christ? Huh? Do you know your Lord and Savior Jesus Oh, Christ? I know my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'll tell you that. You know, my mom, my parents, and I, I tried because I felt like they were trying. Like, my parents were going to these conferences and seminars. Of course, it was by conservatives about how, you know, yes, your child's gay, but they can be saved if you hang in there. Right. So it's a fake acceptance thing. Yeah. It's basically like, just keep pushing them and they'll come around. If you just keep pretending to accept them, then eventually your love will lead them back to Jesus. Right. And they'll leave their their gay lifestyle, their queer lifestyle. But it became harder whenever I came out as transgender because whereas before being gay, people can ignore that in a sense, even if you're there with your partner, which they did, mm-hmm. you know, like I, we would go places with, you know, like I started dating Samantha. My mom came out. She met Samantha. Then Samantha went back uh, with me for like a family reunion mm-hmm. and like they were nice to her, but they could ignore the fact that we were in a relationship. Right. And know? then you also like feel bad for that person because your family's just treating them like they're mm. a friend or like you know what i mean oh, they're not yeah. treating you like the same way they would teach your brother's yeah. wife or oh yeah you well, know what i mean like, i think that was the, the turning point for me that's when it really opened my eyes yeah. like i fell in love with samantha and she was so amazing and i was like my family is gonna love samantha right and it was how can you not love samantha exactly I mean, just gotta say it yeah you can't you can't not love samantha she's just one of those people you just love like she's very friendly she's very bubbly she's going to find something that the two of you have in common and well, she will find anything anything oh you like to dive into the ocean at 3 a.m me too <laughs> exactly. like <laughs> i just went first swim this morning <laughs> exactly she's just one of those people like you can't and i was right my family loved samantha they just hated the fact that she was dating me mm-hmm. and so um, like, so we like took this big family picture. It was the first time in six years our whole family had been together. I'm watching. No, it's fine. It's just as laggy. Okay. Well, you said that last time and the whole file was corrupted. All right. You're right about that. I'm having PTSD. <laughs> all right. Anyways. It's because you, it's because you have all this shit open. Well, then close it out. Do you need it? Not really. I swear. I Let's thought see. That... Gay priests analyzing the gay marriage debate. I definitely thought that said gay porn, but. No, sorry. I don't watch gay porn on my computer. I appreciate it because I use this computer too. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm always afraid someone's going to go through my computer and <laughs> yeah, I just, I watch it on other venues. <laughs> I have old Playboy. Why do you have, okay, that. I'm not going to ask you why I had so many fucking things open. Anyways. I was doing research, Paul. You needed four, res- you needed First of all, people, this was on Internet Explorer. It wasn't even on Chrome. No, no. There's a reason for Internet Explorer, okay? Because I went to fucking Starbucks and it wouldn't let me do Chrome because it wasn't safe. But Internet Explorer doesn't care. They don't care if someone comes in and takes all your information. So I used it so I could get on my fucking Internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Internet Explorer is practically sending emails to everyone being like, here's all his personal information. (laughs) Steal his identity, please. Anyways, this is a long thing. So... Back to my family. So my family's taking this big family photo. First time in six years we've all been together. And we like we take a couple shots. And then they're like, okay, now for the real family photo. And they make Samantha like squat down behind everybody so they can take a photo without her. Like, but, but did they have other people? No, everybody else is there with their partner. My fiance was the only person who had to like squat down because she didn't have anywhere else to go. So she's literally hunkering down so we can take a photo without her. I would have left. I surprised to this day that I didn't leave. I was just like, I, I mean, I kind of knew it was happening because my mom had told me, well, okay, because I had to fight to get Samantha in any of the photos to begin with. Are any of those photos anywhere or were they just like, they were taken but never used? 
Oh, the ones with me and Samantha? Oh, yeah, they weren't used. Well, no, no, no. We'll get to that part. We'll get to that because here's what happened. So, yeah, so they took the picture without us. And, of course, they have a picture in their family, in their house, of our family photo without Samantha. I have a family photo with Samantha. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I want to put it anywhere now, but whatever. But my mom had warned me, like, okay, well, you know, she can be in the photos, but we're going to have to do a few without her, you know. So, anyways... So, you know, as time went on, so I came out as transgender and then like now when you're trans, your family, whereas they can ignore your relationship Mm -hmm. every time they talk to you, every time they say your name, your pronoun, like they can deliberately throw it in your face that they don't accept you. Right. You know, plus we're getting married like now we're like six weeks away from our wedding. You know, we're about to have a kid. We're buying a house like this is real, real fucking real. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like, how long do I keep playing this fucking game with them. Right. It's exhausting. So anyways, so finally I just emailed my parents. What I did for the boundaries is I was like, here's the things that I can't live with. Here's the things I won't do. I'm not going to have my fiance ducking down behind, you know, family photos anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay in a separate room from her when I visit you. I'm not going to be around you if you're not going to call me my proper name and pronouns. I respect you. Right. I expect you respect me. And And I was like, and I don't think we can come to... A reconciliation with this so i'm just gonna ask you not to contact me anymore and you know my you know like they contacted me a couple times like they responded to the email and then they reached out a few more times and i didn't answer mm-hmm. and that was the biggest thing if you're gonna set a boundary with someone you can't you have to maintain the boundary every time you let the boundary go they're gonna violate it right and yeah. they're gonna like you give them an inch to take a mile exactly exactly but what I one thing that I was interesting that I found out is like so I was supposed to visit them at Christmas this past year and then I canceled the plans because that was right when I set my boundaries mm-hmm. and I was like nope I'm done and uh, I was told by a sibling that they had pulled out the pictures of me and Samantha and they had put them up over the house as if like we were gonna walk in they're like see we're accepting of you guys you motherfuckers like had those pictures hidden away and you're gonna yeah. pull them out when we come and visit and pretend that you're accepting when you know you fucking aren't right you know it's all a facade yeah but my parents are the only people that I've officially like cut off and I still keep like a for now like yeah. I don't know what the future will bring I'm not I'm not a cold hearted person but I just can't let those things go anymore. No, they so. need to compromise. And they yeah. need to understand that you are who you are. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Which, I so I overheard your brother a little bit when you were here the other night. Okay. And I heard him say that, you know, people didn't really call mom by her proper last name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and am I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say that over here quite. I'm like, it's yeah. not the same fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, so they just called her mom whatever they didn't call her mom wolf like oh yeah exactly they just called her mom of course yeah it wasn't mama jones or mama wolf right because i i use the analogy because my brother was like i was like i was like i i respect mom's blasphemy my mother's been married twice you know because my father died and you know people don't call her by her maiden name they call her by her married name i was like people change their names all the time Mm -hmm. what do you mean you can't like go along with it and he was like well i don't know yeah it was a very 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 poor comparison that was i stayed quiet though i was like don't get involved (laughs) stay away so yeah but my whole point is what i found is one of the biggest things for me and what i realized is my family's rejection and problem wasn't me i like even though i i came to the conclusion finally that it's okay to be gay for a long time i thought well if i wasn't gay and if i wasn't transgender then my family wouldn't reject me 
But that's not the truth. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because there are so many other things that my family rejects. Mm-hmm. And my all, all of my siblings struggle to have a relationship with my parents because of the way my parents are. It's not because of me. It's because of them. Because right. they, they choose to live in this very, very narrow-minded um, you know, thinking and they choose to choose their religious beliefs over their family. And right. they can do that, but that's, it's not my problem. It's exactly. their problem. So, and the same thing with your dad. Your mm-hmm. dad, you know, it's it's not because you're gay that your dad rejects you. It's because your dad wants to live with his head up his ass. Exactly. Yeah. So While he flashes other men for, huh? for milk. Did I ever tell you that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. One that. time I went to see him, visit him in prison. I was like 16 mm-hmm. before I had come out or anything. And he told me, he was like, yeah, if you flash your junk at another, like if there's certain, like the gay inmates, so mm-hmm. show them your junk and they'll give you their milk. Huh. So if you want an extra milk, if you're low on calcium and you're in prison, just show someone your dick or, you know, whatever, and they'll give and you. And they give you your milk. Apparently. Just show up your. That's all you have to show. I thought he had to do more than show. I'm his dick. pretty sure he did, but <laughs> but according to him, he's like, yeah, I just have to flash it out real quick. Like motherfucker, you were given hand jobs for that milk, mm-hmm. Baba. <laughs> so, anyways, or so all this takeaway is, um, it's okay to cut off family. Um, it's okay to let people evolve. You know, like I have three different instances. I have family that was um, accepting from the beginning. I have family that's evolved on the issue and I've been patient and that was me. And I have family that I don't think will ever evolve and we probably won't have a relationship. And, you know, that is what it is. So don't feel bad for cutting someone off. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But I will say, I would say at least try. Like, give them a little bit of time. I mean, and don't be aggressive about it. Yeah. Don't belittle them. Don't tell them they're stupid, even yeah. if they are. Because if you are the bigger person and you allow them to kind of see things, maybe they'll come around. Yeah. But if you're constantly, you're wrong, blah, 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 they're not going to want to learn. They're not going to want to evolve because they're just going to see you as crazy or something. Exactly. Yeah. And we just have this idea that, that people are just should naturally be educated on queer issues and they're just not i use this analogy with samantha because we were talking i was like if someone told me to tell them you know to what you know like if, if a truck driver was like tell me about the life of a truck driver in america i couldn't tell you one fucking thing right that doesn't mean i don't care about truck drivers in america i just had had no reason ever to be educated about the lives of truck drivers in America. And, you know, I mean, if it came to light that they were being discriminated against, that their lives were hard, if I had a family member that became a truck driver and I was like, oh God, wow, I need to be aware of what they're facing every day on the road, I would educate myself. So the same thing, if you come out as queer and your family has never had a reason to be exposed, maybe they should have taken the initiative a long time ago. I get it. But give them time now to remedy that. Like, give them time now to... And give them the link to our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we'll educate them for you. You don't even have to do the emotional labor. We'll do it for you. And we'll make them laugh, too, and fall in love with gay people, queer exactly. people. Exactly, queer. Yeah. All the Because, queers. you know what? We're fucking funny. Yeah. No, we are fucking funny. <laughs> so, so yeah, th- that's the only thing. Like, yes, if you need to cut someone out, do it. But, you know, also... Don't be so quick to jump the gun. And a lot of time that's our own insecurity. At least for me, mm-hmm. it's my own fear of being rejected. So I'll, I'll cut you off before you can hurt me. And nobody wins in the end of that. Right. So so we hope this has been a little bit of informative. We've got our regular episode that's also dropping. Um, so if you haven't checked out Josephine Baker, and we have another episode regular dropping on Wednesday of 
uh, secret queer societies and the gay mafia. Oh, oh. you're gonna you're gonna be in for it. Yeah, you are gonna be in for it. So, uh, stay queer. Don't get a lobotomy. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and review wherever you are listening and follow us on social media at Your Queer Story. Like what you heard? Want to share your story? Send us a voice message to add to the podcast from the Anchor app or at anchor.fm slash yourqueerstory. And if you would like to support the work we do or get exclusive content, check us out on patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. See you next week. Bye. Bye.